All right, ready to start? Sure. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Woods Cast once again. Uh, I am, uh, I'm not going to say Big Jizzle. That's, we're done with that. <laughs> I am Justin. With me, per the usual, is my brother Shay. What's going on, Shay? I'm so mad at Wonder Woman 1984. Well, you know what you should do? You should go online and complain about it a lot. And... She raped that poor, handsome, rich man. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. <laughs> Have you not seen that? What? what? Oh, there's a whole big thing on the uh, uh, the SJWs that are trying too hard have a real problem with the moral ambiguity of the fact that her boy toy, whatever his name is, I can't remember, uh, Steve Trevor, Trevor Steven, I don't fucking know, uh-huh. um, uh, Captain Kirk, uh, Chris right. Pine, uh, possesses the body of a dude that she bangs. Oh, okay. So technically, that okay. guy did not give permission, although let's be clear, he'd have been like, yeah, okay. Yeah, he'd tell him yeah. after the fact. Um, so that lady banged you a couple times, and he was like, oh, man, why was I not around to notice? Yeah, right? What happened? Yeah. Right. Anyway, yeah. Um, well, it's funny you mentioned that. Rachel and I have also been watching a, another show. It's on HBO called um, A Teacher, and it's about a um, – I almost said incestuous, but that's not the right word – about an affair between a teacher and uh, one of her students. And yeah. the um, and like Rachel was like, oh, it's so romantic. I was like, it's rape. She's like, no, it's not. I'm like, yes, it is. And we got into this argument about whether or not the teacher was raping the kid. I was like, well, I mean, he's not of age. I was like, well, where is this happening? She's like, it's happening in Texas. I was like, oh, well, in Texas, the the age of consent is like 16. So I'm sure he was old enough, but still not cool. Yeah. And in the the show, they, of course, like, she gets drunk and tells one of her teacher friends. And they're like, it's such an abuse of power. I was like, yeah, that's what I meant. Rachel's like, shut up. It's romantic. I was like, whatever. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Oh man. All right. Anyway, we are recording this on Monday. I'm gonna get this out of the way before I forget, because I always forget. Uh, Monday, December 28th. Um, what happens is Shay and I are shooting the shit for like 10 minutes before we start recording, and then when we start recording, I forget that I haven't told you guys what day it is or anything, because we've kind of already covered that. But it's Monday, December 28th. Um, this is a podcast uh, where two dudes. Pretty sure we're brothers. We like to get around, have a couple too many beverages, um, basically just shout into the into the blackness of um, the this simulation that people think is going to matter. And um, as always, the uh, outline is made up and the points don't matter. Um, I don't know about you, Shay, but I'm, I'm I've been a little bit rough the past couple of days. It's been a lot of uh, late nights and definitely not early mornings. So. Yeah, well, I mean, on Christmas Eve, that was an early morning. If it counts technically, if you never go to bed, you watch the sun come up, right? Oh, God. Yeah, that's the only way that'll work. Yeah, that's, that's what I did. That was pretty, it was pretty sweet. And then uh, uh, I left my friend's place because he's got this he, uh, he, li- he literally lives in like what used to be an old auto shop with a camper at the back of it. Mm-hmm. So it's you know big open. It's great for hanging out in COVID because he's got the huge driveway parking lot. Plus, you can throw those giant rolling doors open and get plenty of airflow and people can stay safe. Uh, but apparently right after I left, he, they were setting off fireworks at like 10 o'clock in the morning and got busted by the cops on Christmas Day. And I was, I'm just so proud. Good Lord. Yeah, it was one of those ones where the guy walks up apparently is like, so... We had a report of some fireworks. If you see anyone or know anyone with fireworks, could you tell them to cut it out, please? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, officer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I remember years ago, um, we were all at a Halloween party, and um, somebody had actually, I had dry ice, and somebody else had dry ice because 
um, you know, to put it in water and make it bubbly and, and, you know, look cool and everything for your Halloween decorations and stuff. And I made the mistake of showing them, like, hey, look at this. Fill up a water bottle, halfway full of water, pop in a couple taps of dry ice, chuck it out in the yard. For couple, sure. A couple of seconds later, it goes off, and it's really, really loud, boom. And they all thought, you know, so here I am with a you know a house full of drunk people. They think that's the most hilarious thing ever. You know, half a dozen times later, three cop cars show up, and they're like, what are you all doing? I'm like, all right, all right. <laughs> all right, awesome. Uh, my bad. You're right. My B. My yeah. B. <laughs> yeah. This, this is, yeah, I might have fucked up here. You know, I explained to them what it was. They thought we had, like, you know, some serious, like, M80s or something more dangerous than that. I was like, nope, it's just uh, dry ice and water. They're like, well, fucking quit. And I'm like, yes, sir. Um, All right, so, um, I'll share, I told you this before, but one of the things I, I, I don't think uh, anybody else has probably heard is, like, I've gotten really hit or miss on whether or not I throw these uh, podcasts up on YouTube. And yeah. So I've been throwing them up and catching up because I, I realized I like skipped one every now and then. It was, it was annoying, and that's I when we got shit. our uh, when I threw up pod number forty, uh, season three, episode forty. That's when we got our first YouTube strike for misinformation, and it was because of uh, COVID misinformation. And uh, I am currently appealing that to the uh, digital gods and the globalists because fuck them. That's why. So we'll see. Ya. I love the fact that we have had a, a podcast pulled down um i take it as a badge of honor uh right. i take it as our message is getting through and we are going to take down the deep state and they're afraid so now they're trying to silence us right right and i know what happened is it was one of those times we were talking about alex jones and we're going to talk out about alex jones today because his um his uh, little uh empire there is imploding for a lot of reasons and many of them that he's an he's an idiot but yeah, we were talking about Alex Jones and all of his absolutely batshit crazy, you know, COVID the um, conspiracy theories, and I guess the whoever read it or whatever algorithm scanned it just thought we were agreeing with him because we hmm. were literally making fun of him the whole time. So I don't know how that how that didn't pan out. I don't know. I'm so curious as to how that. I guess that makes sense. If yeah, there's there's probably good enough voice recognition in AI. They just have some program that scans it and looks for keywords. I mm-hmm. assume. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, then, I'm sure we hit. Yeah, because like, there's it's like just to be clear, people. There's not some dude in an office reviewing everything that goes up on YouTube. No, just, they just the only one they listen to. They have to review every one of Joe Rogan's podcasts because it's just that awesome. Um, but um, yeah. So that's what I was doing. I thought it was pretty funny. I, I know you enjoyed it, but uh, we'll see what happens there. But uh, as of now, I've had okay. So let's do the weekly numbers. I've had a couple beers. If uh, all you were sipping on something, um, but uh, so where are we? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Trump administration. We're in the 1,438th day of that. Uh, it's been 930 days since Donald Trump solved the North Korea situation. Um, speaking of Nobel Peace Prizes, um, just today Donald Trump tweeted a. Uh, a campaign, you know, he keeps releasing campaign videos as if he's still running, right? Because he thinks he's going to be president yeah. next year. But one of them, uh, uh, super, um, they photoshopped the Nobel Prize into the bottom right-hand corner of the screen while he was there cheering with, like, some other world leaders. Uh, just a uh, quick review, Donald Trump has not won the Nobel Peace Prize. They just photoshopped that motherfucker in there. So that was pretty fun. But, uh, okay, so it's been uh, 376 days since Donald Trump has been impeached. Uh, they're... Oh, shit, I didn't update that. It's like 59 days since he lost the election. Um, man, how did I fuck this all up? I know I Googled these. I just didn't update them. Um, it's been, what, two weeks since he lost the Electoral College? 
Um, we're coming up on the last thing we have to do to actually finalize this, and we'll talk some more about that. Um, 23 days until Biden is president, and we are still 74 million people. Uh, MAGA hats cannot deal with the election, and it's getting pretty hilarious that we still have to fucking talk about that. But um, we have still have a global pandemic. Uh, right now we're at like 19, over, over 19 million cases, over 340,000 American have died. Current daily average is like 185,000 people cases a day, new cases a day. I've got like three or four friends that got it now. Fucking sucks. Um, and we are currently, uh, we just had it passed. We're going to have some release. Have you been following this, uh, this, uh, Woo! What a roller coaster ride it's yeah, been! <laughs> I heard somebody call it a uh, a contest to see who ever can tri- who can trip over whoever's dick the fastest, and I thought that was yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's um, amazing. But yeah, so so we have. Uh, I think the last count, I should have looked this up, but it's like twenty million people that are still on unemployment, and the unemployment extension was set to expire Saturday at midnight. Um, the, uh, Democrats had passed the HEROES Act back in May. That was going to give, um, it was like $3.4 trillion, going to give Americans another $2,000. Um, that was shot down by Mitch McConnell. Um, then they went back and forth and they finally settled on this $900 billion bill. It's almost a trillion. It doesn't really matter. That's a rounding error when you're talking about numbers this big. Uh, the big hiccup there, the big fighting points was the Democrats wanted, uh, $2,000 for Americans. Republicans offered 600 for Americans. And um, the Republicans wanted a blanket immunity or limited, I'm sorry, blanketed liability um, shields for um, uh, employers. So basically, if you were forced by your boss to work in an unsafe COVID condition, you got COVID, uh, tough shit, you can't sue them. See, like, that's fuck, That's so stupid. Like, I can understand having reasonable protections. Like, you know, if you're, if you're bought, if you did, had your employer did everything right. And you got COVID because you went to work but didn't follow the fucking protocols. Like, you shouldn't be able to sue the person you're working for. Right. You know what I mean? Like, the idea that the employer is completely not culpable in any way, shape, or form is just ridiculous. Yeah, and, and... – So you're saying that under that logic, you could have an employer refuse to provide PPE for his fucking people, but it's okay. You can't sue him for it because right, he's protected. Right. If Mitch McConnell like, would Yeah, Mitch McConnell would have gotten bullshit. what he wanted – that would have been the scenario. but And people are like, well, you can't hold the employers completely you know, accountable, just like you were saying. Somebody could be an asshole and refuse to wear a mask or do something this, else. This, you know? this virus is a hoax. I refuse to give my employees masks right. and gloves and, and, and provide hand sanitizer. It, and to prove it, I'm going to let everybody at this restaurant spit in my mouth. You know, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> hey, man, there's places you go to pay a lot of money for that kind of stuff. I know that. That is very true. Very true. Um but yeah, like so, like that's a thing. But then on the other, the flip side of that coin is remember all those meatpacking cases you had in the Midwest, like they they were forced to work shoulder to shoulder with no protections, and just hundreds and hundreds of them got the virus, and several of them died. And management was placing bets on how many people would test positive every day. Like that's the kind of shit, you know, that's the kind of shit that goes sideways. And when confronted about it, they said, "Well, we were trying to keep the morale of management up." Like, fuck you, just shut up. Yeah, you, know, you might as well just hunt. You might as well just take the employees out in the like in a field and hunt them for a sport. As much you know, if you're gonna be that big of a dick, the most but, dangerous um, game. Hell yeah, um, a bunch of eighty-six-year-old veterans that have to work at Walmart being hunted. That's how I picture that. Well, it'd be great if those veterans just turned the table on some little snot-nosed. <laughs> yeah, dude, just set fucking uh, yeah. uh, what do they call it? Uh, the the spike pits and traps oh, yeah. and shit. Fuck yeah, yeah. go ramble with it. Some little snot-nosed manager came into the community college and she getting fucking wrecked by a 
87 year old veterans. Um, but I don't know. That's neither here nor there. So, um, so that back and forth happened. And then this week, uh, they passed it. They finally passed it. Um, the Republicans, for some reason, like all of, all of your MAGA hat friends on Facebook, for some reason were very mad at Nancy Pelosi for settling on $600, which yeah. was better than zero. And Mitch McConnell, would, I, I don't understand that, that, that reasoning. Um, I mean, they just hate Nancy Pelosi. I'm fine with that. Like, whatever. But, okay, so they that that deal was signed. That went to um, Donald Trump. Donald Trump did not sign it. He didn't sign that, and he vetoed the uh, National Defense Authorization Act, which was a shitload of money for the military. And actually was um, uh, going to give them a 3% pay increase, which is, you know, they were really, the military families were really looking forward to that over Christmas. So that got vetoed, and then Trump went golfing. So that happened on Wednesday of this past week. Trump left to Mar-a-Lago to golf. Um, you know the pocket veto issue? Uh, vaguely, it's different from a standard veto, right? Right. So in the Constitution, uh, a, pro- a president can just veto something, or he can do what's called a pocket veto where he just leaves it on his desk for 10 days. So if it, the president doesn't make any action on, on a bill in 10 days, it just it become, you know, it's, it's just like a veto, but he doesn't have to do anything. Yeah, and everybody was worried Donald Trump was going to do that because you get ten days, not counting Sundays. And if Donald Trump didn't sign the bill, which he didn't, um, and let it sit, uh, quote unquote, on his desk um, until it expired, it would have expired January fourth, which was a day after the Congress goes away. So all this legislation would have gone poof. Yeah, if he had done that. So he didn't do that. He just signed it um, the day after it ex- uh, expired. So. Remember I told you there was like there's uh, unemployment extension benefits were going to expire that that Saturday night. Well, they did expire. Then on Sunday, Donald Trump signed it. All the MAGA hats called him a coward. I don't get that either. But uh, there's still going to be like 12 to 14 million people that are going to lose a week of unemployment insurance. So that's great for no fucking reason other than he's a lazy bastard. Dick. <clears throat> right. There's no reason for that. Um, but he did and. I mean, if he wanted this to work, he should have just vetoed it instantly, let the House and the Senate work on it, and then, you know, we'd have gone from there. But that didn't happen. So they still blame Pelosi for this. Um, just uh, tonight, I don't know if you paid attention to the news today, but Pelosi and the Democrats passed the $2,000 for each uh, American. And yeah. they're going to send that out. So we'll see where that goes. Well, it's and just to be clear, this is not a, an additional two thousand dollars. It's an amendment, so it's, it's right, an additional right. fourteen hundred. Yeah, it'll. So change if it, it passes, people get two grand, not twenty six hundred. But right, right. Um, well, and, and then but what people want them to do is is you know when Biden gets in office, they hope they'll pass another two thousand dollars because yeah, the the relief that we've passed so far is just a fraction of what people need and not necessarily what they need, but what they need to dig out of debt. So like if you haven't worked since May. You might not have been evicted from because we have an eviction moratorium, which was yeah. going to expire uh, the two shit the thirty first, I believe. Um, but you're still racking up rent. You know that money that debt's not going anywhere. So like, we should have passed like I, I don't know two trillion dollar packages every couple of months since COVID started. I wouldn't have said boo buyer shit about the deficit, but that uh, we basically just watched Mitch McConnell in real time decide that passing relief wasn't going to help Trump get elected. So he stopped giving a shit. Yeah, pretty much. Um, you know, I, I, it's, it's funny because I, I don't know how much it'll affect. Like I've seen all these people on, on, uh, on, um, uh, the internets and the socials, face space media books about, uh, how this is <laughs> That's a good one all, like that. yeah, but because, because he, 
because he lost the election and blames the GOP, this is his way of getting back at the GOP because Trump is, again, playing 40 chess on his way out. And he's doing this to put uh, Mitch McConnell in a place where he and, – and it is – the result is what it is. Now that it's going to the Senate, there's nothing tacked on to this bill. The only thing in this amendment is, a, is an additional $1,400. So right. the only thing he's voting against is helping Americans and that that's the place that Trump wanted him so that he would do that and then they would lose the Georgia runoffs. And I refuse to believe that man had planned the entire thing because that's what he's trying to do. I just don't believe that. No. I don't. I believe he's just throwing as many wrenches in as many directions as yeah, he can. Yeah, he's just, he's just trying to be a pain in the ass. That's yeah. what he's trying yeah. to do, yeah. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit next about all Which the... Which I kind of respect. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, if you didn't think he was going to be a petulant child on his way out, yeah. you weren't paying attention. I uh, I like to... Uh, there's a couple of different subreddits that I follow. Um, and, you know, disclaimer, anytime you start something with that sentence, you need to understand, like, the people that are going to take the time to comment on Reddit are going to be your most or anything are your most extreme examples. Like they're the ones that care enough and have strong enough opinions to say something. So they're going to be a little biased. And also, you know, the ask Trump supporters subreddit is specifically for Trump supporters. Right. And so you get, you get a lot of the diehards on there. Same with uh, the conservative subreddit is the same way, but I've seen so many posts from people being like, I can't believe he's acting like this. He's acting like a child. And then if you, re- it's almost instantaneous. If you refresh it, you'll have a hundred replies that are basically just, are you fucking serious right now you're actually surprised by this yeah like yeah he really let me down in the final hour i was hoping he'd be the bigger man based on fucking what right i right. think that was gonna happen point to an example where he's been the bigger man that would make you think he'd do that fucking idiots yeah yeah uh, the uh pot save america guys which is just complete com- uh you know um oh that's my favorite confirmation yeah, yeah, they're, they're, yeah. it's it's when i just want to feel smug and right regardless of what's going on that's who i listen to <laughs> exactly well, they uh, i uh happen to catch their like uh their um they're like i guess like hot takes in review or like political takes in review for 2020 and a lot of it was like there was like a montage of people going well i think this is where donald trump matured as a president and then, like, you know, there's like a hundred of them, and they're like, "Yeah, how'd that work out for you, assholes?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But then they do, at least had enough credibility in that to re- to to have the producer play back their own uh, hot takes throughout the year that have been completely horseshit. It yeah, was, it was pretty funny. I was listening to the 538 podcast the day before the election, and they did one of my favorite things um, that I've ever heard. But I can't remember which one it was. Uh, the guy with the more – I wouldn't say the more nasally voice. They all sound like. But anyway, he goes, okay, okay, get this on the record. I am 100% confident that Trump is going to win this election. Election, you got that? Yeah? Okay. I'm 100% confident that Biden is going to take this election. Copy that. Use whatever works tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, out. yeah. I, I heard that. Yeah, I really <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. So like record both of those. Yeah, record both of those and use the one that's right tomorrow morning. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, no, yeah. They, they they played some game on Pod Save America where they would pull, they would like read a hot take and then would have to then the the guys would have to guess who made that bad hot take. Like, oh, there. that's a good one. I like that. Yeah. I haven't heard that. Yeah, yeah. You'll have to watch it. <laughs> one of the one of the funny because it's the three of them. It was it was John, John, and Tom, Tommy, and uh, uh um, um. Oh shit! What's the other one? Um. Oh shit! The I don't know the fourth guy. Uh, his name will doesn't come to matter. Me. Yeah, his name will come to me here in a second. But there's just the three of them. And, like they read off one, and it was hilarious because Tommy's like, "That was me. That was my <laughs> call." Yeah, yeah. I don't know. No, no, it was pretty good. But um, yeah. So like, there is a lot of questions of, like, who the fuck do you think this guy is going to be now? You know, because we've spent what fifty nine days 
49 days of them completely rejecting reality as it pertains to the election. And Donald Trump's like loving every second of it. So, yeah. Um, the one thing, one thing, last thing I want to say about, uh, you know, the COVID and all the relief and everything, we do have two um, very successful vaccines that are now starting to pump out. Um, my wife's a nurse. She's been vaccinated already. This is awesome. Um, now it's, but it's, it's two doses, right? Right, right. Uh, so you, she's you take, got the, she wouldn't have the second dose yet, right? No, she goes back like the ninth or something for the second dose. But, it's, yeah, you take the first dose, and then you have the booster two weeks, like 21 days later, and then you're good to go. Um, you know, the more people we can get vaccinated, the better. Do that ASAP. Um, the one thing I was kind of annoyed about is um, there is – I understand that we have to have continuity of government. So – I don't think Trump has gotten uh, vaccinated yet. Um, the doctors say that he still has the antibodies from actually getting COVID because he's a moron. Um, but uh, he hasn't been vaccinated yet. But uh, Pence has and, and Biden has. And all the, um, you know, different, um, there's a parade of Republican and Democratic representatives and senators that have gotten vaccinated. And that's fine. I get it. Continuity of government is a thing. I do believe they should get vaccinated. Um like around the same time as frontline workers in hospitals. I get it. What pisses me off is when the assholes that were saying that it was a hoax and that doctors were making up the COVID deaths get vaccinated too. You shouldn't be worried about this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, and then it's, uh, who was, was it Paul Ryan or was it Paul Ryan that had, had constantly talked a lot of shit about how it wasn't that big of a deal, but then he got vaccinated and, and Twitter was like, Hey buddy, remember when you said this, if that's true, why not give that to an old lady instead of t- keeping mm-hmm. it for yourself? The best was uh Joni, Joni Ernst. She's uh the Senator from, I don't know where the hell she's senator from Iowa. Um, she had previously said that uh, doctors were making up the COVID deaths to, uh, to help Biden in the election. Um, September 1st, she said, they're thinking there may be 10,000 or less deaths that are actually singularly from COVID-19. I- I'm just curious. It would be interesting to really know. Um, as I said, that was September 1st. At that point, we already had 190,000 Americans dead. So she got a vaccine, uh, had her picture taken getting it. Um, screw you, Senator Ernst. You suck. Pretty much. You suck. Um, okay, so speaking of the election and how much Donald Trump is being um, an asshole, um, I hate I hate to tell you, Shay, but Biden has still won the election. Um, he just keeps nothing, on winning. Nothing has changed. Biden still has uh, seven hundred million. I'm sorry, seven, that would be that would be that would be a feat. He still has seven million more votes than Donald Trump. He won the electoral college through six to two thirty two. Um, Donald Trump called that kind of a win, a landslide in two thousand sixteen. Uh, just to review. In uh, 2016, the margin that helped Trump win um, with Michigan, Wisconsin, and um, Pennsylvania was uh, 77,000 votes. Uh, Joe Biden won Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania in 2020 by over 255,000 votes. A little less of a margin there. But still, states say that uh, Joe Biden lost the election and Donald Trump won. And this is great. I don't know if you, you heard your boy Lou Dobbs talk about this, but seven states sent alternate electors to vote in the Electoral College. Pennsylvania, Georgia, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Arizona, Nevada, New Mexico had Republicans vote for Donald Trump as alternate electors. That is not a thing. Yeah, and that, well, that, the other thing, was that, 
was that because we saw some footage the last time we talked about this right. of, of a bunch of these people that just showed up in in the uh, to the courthouse or whatever the building was, and then the security guards just like, no, you're not. No, I'm good. Yeah, I said all the electors that are supposed to be here have checked in. No, thank you. Please leave. But what they did is in 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 that I believe that was Pennsylvania. No, that was in Michigan. I'm sorry. I believe that was in Michigan. And what they did is they just went to a different building and, and voted their votes. And yeah. Wrote them down. And, I mean, they basically cosplayed as electors there. Wrote them down. And the thing now is that they're going to have um, Mike Pence, the vice president, who oversees the final official count of the Electoral College votes in the Senate. They're going to have him disregard uh, Biden's electors in those seven states and only count the Trump ones, therefore giving Trump a win in the Electoral College, making him the president, everybody else can suck it. Yeah. And that's also another thing. Yeah, that's... I'm really... What is it? Is it the 6th when they... Yeah, January 6th. ratifies it? January 6th. So that's what, next... It's like a... hmm, Next Tuesday, I believe. Yeah, next Wednesday. Um, Okay, that'll be interesting to see. Yeah, and here's uh, and and the New York Times had a nice paragraph. I just want to read for you. The the title of this article is "No, there aren't alternate electors who can vote for President Trump." And here's the here's the opening paragraph. Once the electoral college has met, and every state's elect, uh, election has been certified, there's no constitutional provision for alternate electors, alternate slate of electors. A group of people who gather in a room and claim they are electors, as state party block backed Republicans did, in a few states on Monday, have no more authority than. If the people reading this article decided they too wanted to, to be members of the electoral college, that's awesome. I like that. I was like, oh yeah, there you go. But um, yeah, so they're they're gonna do this. They're gonna they're hoping Pence will say, all right, all the Democratic electors, you guys suck. The Republican guys, you guys are cool. That's how we're doing this. Donald Trump's still the president. Now that would they say that that's in the um the twelfth amendment to the Constitution? Um, I skimmed it. I didn't see anything in there. I'm not a lawyer, but. Didn't look like it to me. But uh, do you know who Louis Gohmert is? Sure don't. Louis Gohmert is... Unfortunate last name, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Louis Gohmert is now suing Mike Pence, and apparently this lawsuit is going to make him uh, only count Donald Trump's electors. That's amazing. Yes. So How Louis- that, I don't understand... <sighs> Louis Gohmert is a representative... He's a, he's a representative from Texas. Man, I thought he was from, like... Missouri or something. So I guess it was Texas. He's represented from Texas. So he's suing Mike Pence to force Mike Pence to only count Trump's electors. And I guess what he's wanting to do is make him like announce it beforehand, like, hey, I side with the president. I will only count those electors. And I think that's what the point of the lawsuit is. But everybody says um, it's dumb. And uh, somebody said, somebody on Twitter said that Louis Gohmert had um, tested positive for being the dumbest motherfucker on Capitol Hill. Uh, uh, <laughs> That's amazing. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, like they just keep doing this shit. And um, the other thing they're going to do, and I don't know if you heard about this either, is you can actually challenge the election, the, the, the count in the Senate that day on the 6th. It has to be, the challenge has to be signed by a um, representative and a senator. You have a congressman and a senator from the same party. They both have to sign on to it. And then both houses would vote on whether or not it is right or not. And nobody has those votes. Like, I think Rand Paul is going to do it and Mo Brooks. Both of them are asshats. Um, they're just going to do it and look like idiots, I guess. I don't know. That's amazing. Yeah. Do you remember? Um, oh, none of this shit happened in 2016. That's very true. 
Um, the Democrats yes. accepted the election. Um, now, you might say, hey, Justin, millions of women marched in the streets. Yes, they marched in the streets because Donald Trump was a shitty person, not because they thought the election was, was rigged. Um, but did you know, and I just caught this on the news earlier today, uh, 2000, um, Bush Gore, Bush v. Gore, all that shit that went down in, in Florida. Um, uh, Gore was still the vice president. So Gore was the person who oversaw the count of electoral college votes that said that Bush beat him, right? Nancy Waters of California tried to contest the vote, but she didn't have a senator signed on. And so there's this really funny exchange where Al Gore's up there and he goes, uh, does anybody have any blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I contest it. He's like, well, do you have a, con- um, a is a, con- is your contest paperwork signed by both the senator and a Congress, Congress person? She's like, no, and I don't care. He's like, well, the rules care. So please shut up. You know, but basically yeah. just shut her down and, and went on. So like it happens, but it's just a joke. You're a joke if you do it. Uh, I, I'm very much looking. <coughs> excuse me, looking forward to uh, see what shenanigans these knuckle-dragging, smooth-brained dipshits try on the six. It's going to be funny. It's, and, and we've talked about this. Like now, at this point, the evidence they're giving me is like there's a poll that says they're right. Like yeah, Sean, but- Sean Hannity will literally go on TV and say, "I mean, I don't know how you're supposed to trust an election where 84 percent of the Republicans don't think it was uh, fair and balanced." Who gives a shit? Yeah, I don't care what they think. Um, yeah. the, uh, Go ahead and oh, poll the man. Republicans. Poll the Republicans on things like, do owls exist? Are hats real? Because <laughs> I, I, I would give just as much of a shit about those results as whatever they think about the election. Now now I kind of want to see uh, how many people come back and you know, 15% of Republicans don't believe owls are real. Probably not. Yeah. I mean, there's a sizable percent of people who think pigeons are, are robots spying on us for the government. I believe it. Well, yeah, that's right. Um, you get a couple Imagineers in there. Mm, I don't know. They do it. <laughs> okay, a couple other things that are have actually been really fun about all this election woo fuckery that I think you would enjoy too. Number one, have you heard about the people who bet on Trump to win the election and lost their shirts? And are yes, there's like a certain number of people who, have, who were like. Like there were uh, uh, someone collated a list of I, I don't know I guess it would just be like at least in Las Vegas or whatever like some people that bet a hundred thousand dollars or more that he was going right. to win right and you can now you can't do this in America that, that that's illegal but you can do it in Europe because they have these site uh, I'm trying to find the sites um, they have there's um, bet fair okay bet fairs a major one and there's another one well, I can't see it here in the article but um. Yeah, bet fair is the one that everybody's kind of mad at. So in Europe, you can you can bet on you know basically anything, right? And a lot of people bet on whether Donald Trump would win the election or um, Bill, uh, Joe Biden would win the election. People did this in 2016. Uh, a guy named Robert Barnes, who we're going to talk about later when we talk about Alex Jones, um, he's a, a real real dipshit lawyer. I'm sorry, quote unquote constitutional lawyer. If you're going on Infowars, you're not a constitutional lawyer. Sorry, um, but uh, he apparently made. A lot of money, like almost a million dollars betting on Trump to win in 2016 because it was a long shot, right? Yeah. So we got like great odds, put down some money, and of course oh, wow. we all he know. Got su- he got super rich. Yeah, well, I mean, sure. yeah, yeah, it's, it, you know, it's, it's a bet. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Well, a lot of people bet that Donald Trump would win again. He did not. And now they are refusing to pay out, pay out the bets because this bet fair place has called the election. 
all of these neckbeards are saying that since there's so much voter fraud, there's no way Betfair can call the election because we don't know who won yet. So that's how they're refusing to pay their bets. There was somebody who bet $1.3 million that Biden would win, so they're sitting pretty right now. That would be very we'll good. The I, bet bet, that is, saying, I bet you that uh, guy's saying call it. Call it. Yeah. The bet, the bet, which was placed with a British bookmaker over the or bookmaker over the weekend, stands. He would earn one million nine hundred eighty-seven thousand five hundred two dollars when Biden wins, and this is from the second of. So he did win that money. There you go. Woo! Yeah, but there's all these like um, Snapchat videos and everything where there's like these guys. There's this one guy in a suit. He's like he's like overweight. He's got a neck beard. He's wearing a top hat for some damn reason, and he's got a suit jacket coat, uh, suit suit jacket on. It's too small for him, and he's like, "Well, if you guys don't give us our money back, we're gonna send the bookie busters after you." I don't know what the hell a bookie buster is. I don't know how this guy is gonna send them over to Europe, but apparently they're they're very upset about this, and I hope they take every every dollar that these guys bet and just just take it. Just oh, just, and if they don't pay up, sue them, sue the shit out of them. I don't even know how that works. If if a betting website in London can sue an American person, but I say try it. Yeah, that's I, well, that's that's interesting. And but I mean, you don't have to be a citizen of the UK to make the bet, though, right? No, no, no. That's okay. That's that. That would be my question. That's in, huh. no. I I thought about putting money on the election. Uh, just just doing like a local pool amongst uh people I know, but there everyone was uh fairly certain Biden was going to take it. Um, so then, I, then it was like, okay, well, we're, we're going to bet. So I wanted to set up a bracket on how they thought the electoral college would break down, but then I got stoned and took a nap instead. So yeah, you know how that goes. That happens. That happens. I know the 2016 scorched me a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Would you lose on that? Uh, it's like 400 bucks on that one. Woo! That's yeah. not a million dollars, but that's a lot uh, to me. Yeah, I was not happy. Um, one of my buddies, uh, John, he bet me, uh, 200 bucks. And I was like, fine. We were both drunk when we bet. I was like, I really, yeah, I, I knew he wouldn't remember it, but I was like, I can't live like that. Got to be honorable. Got to be the honorable guy here. And um, I told him he was in he was in South Korea at the time doing research. I was like, hey, uh, I'm gonna send you a check for two hundred dollars and just fucking give it to a charity or something. He's like, hey man, he, he he can't stand Trump. So yeah, he he was like, I don't want this fucker to be president either. So he, he donated some charity in South Korea. So there you go. Um, okay, the second fun thing with all this dumb um, woo fuckery. Do you know who the uh, Pennsylvania lieutenant governor is? Mm, I do not. Google Google uh, Pennsylvania lieutenant governor. He looks like um, he looks like uh, Jesse Ventura from the movie Predator. He's hilarious. Um, everybody, everybody's like, did he just get out of prison? Oh, I do know this guy. Okay, yeah, because yeah, yeah. I love it. I remember him, his picture – uh, a lot of the stuff, the pictures, he's got like a Dickie's work shirt on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's huge. He's real, he's huge. Yeah, he's a real, real mean looking dude. He's big guy. He's got this big goatee. Looks like he just did some hard time. Yeah. Uh, so Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick. Oh no, sorry, that's the um, John Fetterman. John Fetterman is the Pennsylvania Lieutenant Governor, and he is a, he is telling the uh, Governor of Texas, Lieutenant Governor of Texas, that uh, he better have his damn money because um, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick of Texas had offered a one million dollar. Um, incentive to encourage and reward people who would come forward and, about voter fraud in Texas. Now, um, the one case that is being prosecuted of voter fraud in the 2020 election has happened in Pennsylvania. Um, some guy was uh, caught using his uh, voting uh, for his dead mother for Trump. Um, yeah, so he, uh, this guy, what's his name? 
Uh, Fetterman is six foot eight, by the way. Yeah, he's a big, big son of a bitch. Damn, and, he just uh, looks so mean. He does. He does. And um, so Bruce Bruce Bartman, seventy, was charged uh, with two counts of perjury and one count of unlawful voting uh, after allegedly registering both his um, both uh, his deceased uh, mother and mother-in-law. Yes, he yeah. Uh, he he registered and voted under his uh, his mother and his mother in law's uh, name, and they were dead. That happened in Pennsylvania. They have indicted that guy. It looks to be the only case of voter fraud that has happened in the twenty twenty election that you can prosecute. And uh, well, just the fact that they don't have any proof just makes it more likely it happened. Well, no, actually, they actually tried to fraud. argue. They actually tried to argue in court that because there was no proof means that they were that good at the voter fraud. So we have no clue how big it could be. <laughs> that's the best yeah 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 if i was a judge i would just be up there like what the what now what did you just say there was a a, a great uh i want to say and this 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 will make me sound uh like a liberal cuck but there was some great story on npr the other day where they were talking to a guy about like secrecy and keeping secrets and there there's like a formula that you can oh, yeah. look and say like after x num after you have so many people involved <coughs> in the conspiracy there is no way to keep it secret because just human nature like the only secret the only conspiracies that have really stayed secret are ones with like really small amounts of people then he was just talking about how uh the amount of uh, people that would have to be involved to pull this off would number in the, the problem, maybe even the tens of thousands. And there yeah. would be absolutely no way you'd be able to keep any of our secret. Like you just couldn't. Well, and, and the, like the somebody number... would forget to log out of a laptop at a Starbucks and you'd see the email about how they stole the election. That kind of right, shit. Right. That kind of shit. I mean, and they've used that, they've used that approximation on the moon landing and there's they estimated somewhere in the neighborhood of between two and 300,000 people would have to be involved in that, you know, to keep it. To and keep have it never secret. said anything. Right. Right. And never said a word. And the, the fun thing is that the, the, the dicks like Alex Jones and um, we don't have time today and I, it, it would just infuriate me to talk about the, the pardons that Trump has put out. But Roger yeah. Stone was pardoned. And the people like Roger, like Roger Stone, right after the election, said that he had proof that Chinese boats had landed in Maine and were offloading uh, fake ballots. Like, that's what you're dealing with. You're dealing with a man who was convicted and found guilty in a court of law of, of lying to Congress, just saying bullshit. I don't think he's on Twitter anymore. But, excuse me, saying bullshit into parlor, at least, and anybody else that listen, that he just, you know, that's a thing. And so then that's a story that you can Google. And, you know, um, one of the other ones is um, one, of, one of the Alex Jones cronies, a guy named Steve Pachinik. We'll talk about him later. He's, he's such an asshole. Um, but he says that every ballot that was a true, real ballot has a radioactive watermark on it. And the government created them. And this, all of this has been done so that we know who did the, the voter fraud and where it happened. And Donald Trump let the voter fraud happen so we could catch everybody. I guess That's we're gonna the ca- best. I guess we're going to catch him on, on the 6th of January, I guess. <laughs> I haven't caught him yet. Yeah, is that – oh, man, I can't wait for that. But is that Chen- the uh, – have the QAnon and all those crazies, are they doing that thing where they're saying the thing's going to happen on a certain date? Like everything's going to come out on the sixth, and then I get to watch nothing happen. I, I haven't paid much attention um, with because the, there was that the thing ho- where they they were supposed to be like a certain date they were going to go after some pedophile facility under Mount Fuji or some well, fucking bullshit. But they, but I can't they do that all the time. Yeah, um, 
the uh, Co- Cody Johnson of some some more news on YouTube and Facebook. He has a really great line about QAnon. He did two shows on QAnon. He's like, so they'll they'll say that a thing's going to happen on a date, and they're wrong. Then they'll say that that a specific thing will happen on a specific date, and they'll be specifically wrong. And like they just you know they just they just make up shit, and when it doesn't happen, they you know they roll it into like oh that's the next plan. You know you trust the plan, the storm, and whatever horse shit. But no, it's. All that stuff, like, it's just so silly. But um, Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman of, uh, Fetterman of Pennsylvania is telling uh, Dan Patrick of uh, Texas that, uh, bitch, better have my money. He wants That, that is amazing. Dollars. Yeah. And he keeps that is a big man. Like, yeah. He keeps tweeting at him, too, so it's funny. Like, I would love there to be, like, a lieutenant governor's conference and see him, like, like just, like, plot over there and be like, hey, better give me What I want to see is a lieutenant governor's conference and all of the governors are sitting in like a semicircle table or whatever because somebody's giving a presentation or they're taking and they're taking a break and everyone you know how the picture yeah. you, you've been to conferences picture the conference where everybody's like turned to their left or whatever and talking and laughing and just loosening up because they've got to go back to more, six more hours of presentations to make you want to shove a red hot nail into your ear just to have something to do and uh i want to see that with all that commotion and all that shit and just just this lieutenant governor just fucking mean mugging the other guy from across the room <laughs> just stone face not at all reacting to anything that's going on just fucking looking at him and then the other guy being like fuck and kind of looking down in a way yeah, like, you know? i'm watching you <laughs> i'm watching you dude yeah <laughs> yeah that's amazing Gets up and gives his presentation. He's like, and if you all join me in the parking lot, I'm going to take a million dollars out of the lieutenant governor of Texas's ass. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. Now, this is fun. And I don't know if we want to play this clip. I kind of want to. It's a little long. It's like two minutes. Oh, no. Fuck that. Magaland is getting the absolute shit suit out of it by the Dominion and Smartmatic uh, voting system companies for saying that all of their shit stole votes and flip votes. You've been paying attention to the story, right, Shay? You love this. So, like, Fox News, Newsmax, OAN, all of them have gotten some very strongly worded letters. You know, Hannity, Giuliani, uh, Sidney Powell uh, have been singled out. And basically, Fox, uh, Newsmax, and OAN have run, like, this two-minute-long segment where... They have a, a voting rights expert or um, an electronics voting expert. Um, what's his name? Eddie Perez. And they're just asking him, like, so is there any evidence that Smartmatic or Dominion software flip votes? He's like, no, no evidence at all. They're like, so is there any evidence that, that one of them owns the other one and they're all in a cabal, blah, blah, blah. He's like, no. He's like, is there, and they just go through all the things that they've been saying for two weeks. And, like, they all fucking had to air this or they would have gotten the shit suit out of them. Yeah, and it's fantastic. Yeah, and that's I I uh, I saw a real funny thing that was talking about how like yeah Fox News is going to retract because it's a good business decision they could afford to defend themselves but they don't want to but Newsmax probably doesn't have the legal br- uh, framework in place if their or, uh, operation to uh, to make that happen so that's not something they could do. Yeah, and um, Newsmax was real fun because they're like I would like to clarify some things. Uh, he like then he starts to clarify. Eh, basically, everything he'd said in the last two months was bolt horseshit. Yeah, yeah. It's so good. So anybody can find that. Um, I, I like the one where Lou Dobbs has to play it. It's fun to watch Lou Dobbs squirm. That's um, a hard one to find. I got it right here. 
I mean, it, 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 it's probably fine now, but, like, I think they were doing <laughs> some spin control on social media because there were multiple times people on Facebook linked to that video and it was pulled down. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I think yeah. I think it was a, a PR thing. I mean, again, this is just me being shooting out of my ass. I think it was a PR thing where they're like, okay, well, he was wrong and he's got to admit he's wrong, but let's try not to let as many people so we can't see that pull that fucking video down because everyone's linking to it. Um, no, that's a fun one, though. Yeah. Now, the one thing I tried to find before we started recording this, and I would have played it if it was shorter, but I couldn't really find it. People have done side-by-side comparisons of the OAN anchors saying the thing that was horseshit and then having to say the thing, then having to say that they were full of horseshit. Like, yeah. Side-by-side. That's good. That's real good. Because this is the kind of thing that they, they think, and, and I mean, Alex Jones is um, has problems with this too, but this is the kind of thing that, that five years ago wouldn't have been such a big deal. Like, the companies are just, like, take, like especially, like, OAN and uh, Newsmax. Like, who gives a shit about them? They're insane. They're just insane. But now they hold such a, I guess, a, a share of that world's news market. Yeah. If I'm saying that correctly. I mean, I mean, they don't have the numbers that, like, OAN and Newsmax don't have anything near, like, CNN or MSNBC, or Fox, for that matter. But they're there. And since they've popped their heads up and said some shit, these companies are like, all right, let's do it. Yeah, it's kind of like Sean Hannity having to apologize for saying that Hillary Clinton killed Seth Rich. Yeah, you know that. Oh, that was that was good. Yeah, man. I, you know, speaking of those, uh, uh, you know, also I love watching. It's just because it's in the same vein as seeing what has become of Bill O'Reilly. I mean, Whoa. now let's be clear, he's still Whoa. just a millionaire, but the stuff he's putting out now doesn't look great. <laughs> he yeah, looks a little haggard. Yeah. Bad. Um. Yeah, I think we've talked about that before. Um. Sam Cedar in the majority report, um, Andy something, I can't remember his name, his last name. I'm going to say it's Andy Hinkler, but I, I'm getting that wrong. Um, he's a comedian. Um, if you ever watch uh, um, Everybody Loves Raymond, he's like uh, Ray's little friend, kind of high voice, kind of kind of awkward guy. Yeah. But he and Sam Cedar are real good friends, and they both hate the shit out of um, um, Bill O'Reilly and, oh shit, who's the comedian that was on... Uh, HBO for all oh, this is gonna kill me, um, but he goes. Uh, they go, they do skits together, and um, the Bill O'Reilly show is just bad. It's just so bad because, like you said, he he had this multi million dollar um, studio, and now he's just like him sitting at a desk with a microphone, and there's no like he he's wearing an ill fitting polo that's unbuttoned, and like you can see his like really weird chest, and he's just saying quasi-racist things in the micro... It's so bad. Um, oh, man, what's the comedian's name? This is killing me. He's, like, he's like older, and everybody hates him. The minute with... Ah, oh, shit. Um, oh, well. But, yeah, his show sucks. Um, his show sucks, and it... Um, I don't know who where it goes. I think it's on The Blaze. I really do. I, uh, I think it's on the blaze. No, I, I'm pretty sure it is. It doesn't matter. Yeah, he, he's 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 bad. Man, but he and this comedian do. Oh, this is gonna kill me. He was on HBO. Long hair. Dennis Miller. There we go. God damn it. 
Um, Dennis Miller comes on his show all the time and tells these horrible jokes. And, like, Bill O'Reilly laughs because he doesn't know what comedy is. Yeah, Dennis and, Miller uh, is – he sucks. Yeah, Bill O'Reilly laughs because he doesn't know what comedy is. And then um, uh, Andy and Sam Cedar just make fun of him because he has all these, like, 30-year-old references that nobody gets. But Bill O'Reilly's old as Methuselah, so he gets it. And they're like, ha, 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 ha. And they're just like, what is this show? Who are you talking to? But, yeah, it's – that's bad. So he's still doing his thing. But um, I was going to tell you something else. Yeah, so they're getting the shit suit out of him. All right, speaking of terrible shows that are going to fold pretty soon, InfoWars is uh, basically eating its own ass at this point. And it's so much fun. Have you seen that clip of Alex Jones screaming about eating his neighbors? Uh, no, I have not, but it sounds fun. But, yeah, he, he went on some rant a while ago because his ratings were down. And he said, like, listen, if, if the apocalypse happens, I'm ready to eat my neighbors. And he went on about how I will eat their asses. I'll eat their liberal asses. Oh, no, 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 no. I did see that. Yeah, I do right, know that. Okay, yeah. He, <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. He knew that would go viral, and that's what he does. Well, on uh, so uh, on December 17th, uh, Alex Jones started his show, and he muttered through an announcement that he was um, firing everybody except basically him and Owen Schroyer. So... That's a Thursday. Um, there are a myriad of shows that happen during the day at InfoWars. So from 8 to 11, you have the David Knight Show. Uh, that's for three hours. Then you got InfoWars from 11 to 3. There's four There's four hours of InfoWars. Uh, Alex Jones hosts the first three. Sometimes he goes into the fourth hour, but he usually kicks that to some other idiot uh, on the internet that's like really, really bad. And uh, so that's uh, there's four hours, and then you've got three hours of that from like three to six. You've got the war room with Owen Schroyer. He calls himself the Cuck Slayer. Um, I think he's the only person that calls himself that. And then they started a new show from six to eight called uh, Election 2020 Countdown. Now that was to like track all the election news before the election, and they held that one all over after because they had to talk about how Donald Trump was still going to win the election. Um, do you know who Deanna Lorraine is? Have you ever heard that name? Uh, can't say I have. She she ran against Nancy Pelosi in California. She was the Infowars candidate that was going to unseat Nancy Pelosi and, and shake up the you know, blah blah. Now she got her she got her ass trounced in that election, of course. But she and that um, that really shitty lawyer I told you about, Robert Barnes, they were going to host the show together. Now the day before that. Um, that Wednesday, Alex Jones was talking up about how he's going to have to expand. He's going to have to do all this stuff because he's got to keep track with the globals and, and keep fighting the globals. Uh, Robert Barnes came on, and uh, Robert Barnes came on, and they were talking. They were hyping it up about how he was now going to take over that um, that spot with uh, Deanna Lorraine, and they're going to do all that together. You know, it's all great. Uh, about 18 hours later, he shit cans all of them. So I don't know what news Alex got between Wednesday afternoon and Thursday morning, but he let uh, David Knight do the three hours from 8 to 11, then fired David Knight at 11 because David Knight sent out like a tweet at like 11.20 says, I was just fired by Alex Jones. And then, now at this point, Alex is doing his show and talking about how everybody, you know, we got to pare it down because I don't have the resources. I don't have the time or money. So like everybody says that everybody's thinking it was about money. And of course it's about money because – Alex Jones has been bleeding money since uh, he got the shit suit out of him by everybody. And that, that lawsuit hasn't even ended yet. He's still paying court fees and shit for the uh, Sandy Hook people. But So he announced that everybody's basically fired. We're not doing the, the, the 2020 election show. That's done. We're going to keep the war room. 
Alex is going to keep doing his show, and he's going to re uh, reevaluate the the morning show. So Alex's brainchild is to do seven hours of radio himself. <laughs> That's going to be amazing. Right, right, because Alex Jones' show is complete fucking garbage, even when he's good at it. He says uh, he sits in front of a desk. Like you can Google Alex Jones, and any of the images you come up will probably be him at a desk. He's got papers scattered all over him, and that's all the research he's done and prep for that episode. But he doesn't read any of those goddamn news stories. He says, "I've got so much news here. I don't know if I'll ever be able to get to all of it." <coughs> so since I can't get to all of it, let's just take some calls that tell me how awesome I am. Yeah. So he'll take calls from these absolute idiots, and he's always said that he wanted to do a, a just nothing but call-in show. So he started this show on Friday. He calls it American Journal. Now, do you know what Washington Journal is, Shay? Uh, no. That's that C-SPAN show that you always see highlights of. Like the guy just sits at the desk and they take calls from Democrats and Republicans. And they don't really, they don't really like. I like them. to follow politics, but I've never gone over the precipice and started watching a lot of C-SPAN. Like oh, that's no, not, yeah, yeah no. that's not something I can. But yeah, I, I know. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Right. No, nobody should. It's it's only good when they have like a big long uh, supercut of people just being absolute insane on that show, just calling in and be like, "Well, I think we should kill all the Democrats." And the guy's like, "Well, thank you for your opinion. Uh, next caller." <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that's what Alex Jones thinks he's gonna do. But his show is absolute garbage from start to finish because he says he has all these news articles he's gonna get to. Of course, he never does. When he does do a news article, all he does is read the headlines and then riff about what the story could be. He never reads the article. He doesn't know, what, doesn't know a goddamn thing about what's on page two of that article. Then he goes to calls with people that are completely insane. And so everybody said it was about money, and it probably still is. But David Knight probably got fired for the most part because he would not play ball with that Steve Pachinik thing I told you about earlier. Yeah. The thing about the radioactive ballots where we could track them, like mm-hmm. uh, David Knight kept going on his show and being like, that Steve Pachinik guy is an idiot. And then, like, 40 minutes later, Alex has him on. He's like, oh, Steve, you're so smart. I can't believe you. I can't believe nobody else has figured this out. Like, it just didn't jive, so I guess they had to fire fucking Dave. So that's funny. Um, But he did American Journal, and that's what's going on right now. And I have to play this first call of American Journal. Now, granted, Shay, remember I told you that this American Journal was going to be an all-call-in show. Yeah. 100%. 100% call-in show. Uh, he doesn't get to his first call until 15 minutes into it. Sick. All right. Can you see my screen here? Uh, yes. Banned video. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's another thing. Alex Jones goes through URLs like you and I go through alcoholic beverages because he gets his shit. He gets his shit kicked from so much stuff so fast. You, there's no more infowars.net or whatever. It's banned.video. There's like. There's all these URLs. They just cycle through them. It's the absolutely- fuck is BitChute? BitChute is like a third tier YouTube. <laughs> yeah, it looks it's, like it. It's terrible. I'm assuming okay, this video so- I see on your screen, the point is, is are these like fake? Yeah, so so Alex Jones was just talking about how some, I forget who it is, some, some, um, some chancellor or some head of state met with COVID victims, and then clearly all the people in the beds are 
mannequins. So, so they <laughs> I could see that. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, so that that's what Alex Jones is talking about. Now, granted, this is this the point I'm going to start the video is like as as you can see on the screen sheet, it's five, 15 minutes, 19 seconds in, and he's going to take his first call, and we got to listen to it. So here we go. Over. And yeah, over and right. over again. Without further ado, we're going to go to Lily, Jack, Michael, Duke, Mountain Patriot, Brian, Mountain Patriot. Kelly, Casey, and many others here on American Journal. Like Washington Journal, but American Journal. A lot of calls. Lily in California, you're on the air on the COVID vaccine. Where do you stand on this? Oh, absolutely not. It's, it's the mark of the beast. No way. Elaborate on that. Yes, oh, do, there's, there's, um, it, even even if it was if it was not so obviously detrimental, you know, this is a push towards the global agenda. And really, Citation from a spiritual needed. standpoint, it's so clear. This is Mark of the Beast. I, 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 no way. No way. But I, I, there's a second thing I wanted to mention very quickly. It's like I want try. fellow listeners to know about the opportunity to support the InfoWars, not only <laughs> the products, but yeah, that there's a support us. Um, tab. It's hard to find. It's, it's, you make it very hard to do it. Um, but like two weeks ago, I, I just spent fifty dollars. I've, I've purchased lots of, of your products, um, your the water filter and the, and the various supplements. But right now, especially given everything that you're doing, I just want to put the money in your hand. I don't know how much I would have to spend to get for you to have fifty dollars of profit. So I just rather give you the fifty dollars. Well, I really appreciate why, your support, man, you because we're. We're trying to stay on air, and we're trying to expand. And I, and I don't know why on the shopping cart it's in the support page hidden. In fact, I was just saying yesterday we're going to put a button on the front page because that way we get 95% of the money uh, when you donate instead of you know, buying a product where you usually have something on sales for make about 30%, 40%, and you're the guys that keep us on air. So God bless you, and thank you so much, Lily. She mentioned the mark of the beast. Let me back up what she said, then I'll go to the next <laughs> caller. This is out. <laughs> Well, okay, so we're clear that that's somebody that works for him, right? Or like his mom. Well, like that's got to be. has to be. That's well, amazing. And the thing is, is like that's how every every one of these callers go. Now, is every one of the callers fake? No, I don't think so. No, because of if not. they were fake, you wouldn't have them call and say like, "Well, we've got to take the Jews out of the government," because they'll say that and he'll be like, "Oh shit," and he'll like he'll like try to like steer it away from that, even though he would love to talk about that. But the callers know the way you get. You start out by telling Alex how much of a patriot he is. He loves that. Then you, then you say, first, I want to plug a product. So you pick a product, you plug the product. Then you tell him whatever batshit idea you have. That lady, of course, went straight to Mark of the Beast. And that, and it's just like, they're all like that. And then after he took a call, you heard him there, and I stopped it. But he's like, well, she, she mentioned the Mark of the Beast, so let's talk about that. So, like, instead of just taking a call, then he's just going to make shit up for 20 minutes about that. And then take another call, and then when he goes to break, he'll be like, "Oh, I, I want to take so many calls, but I, I, I just had so much great information to tell you, and my, our callers are so great. Like, I just have to let them talk." And it's such horseshit. It's all horseshit. And this is where like Tucker Carlson gets most of his crap from. And it's just, it's all horseshit. And it, it's, it can't be funnier. It's so funny. I didn't know. Uh, I, I was just kind of looking. You know, while I was playing, looking at various things on Alex Jones, and I had no idea. Apparently, he's real butthurt because Michael Flynn was like, "Nah," like he tried to meet Michael Flynn backstage in an event, and Michael Flynn yes. like kind of like subtly set his security guards to make sure that 
Jones kept his distance and he's been yes. buttered about it. That's amazing. Yes. So, so one of the things that they have done is they've done several of these million MAGA marches. Mm-hmm. Now, very clear, and, and they, they have they, never they, had a million people at any right, of them. Very clear, not ever never fucking close to a million million people at these marches. But ever since the election, like every Saturday, maybe every other Saturday, depending on Alex's schedule. Of course, they didn't do this weekend because of the you know, holiday and everything, but everybody goes to D.C. and they rant rape. Well, Jones can't get the permits because nobody will give him a permit, and he won't pay for the permits. Now, if you listen to his show, he'll say, I'm the one that, I'm the one that organized this. I'm the one that paid for the permits, and then you know, he'll, he, that's a lie. That's a complete lie. He didn't. The group that has done it is a, is a group called um, Women for America First. The first time they had a million MAGA march, they're the one that had the permits. Jones just walked up basically and stood up beside the lady who was speaking and yelled out of a bullhorn and just kind of took over that that like like a real dick, like just really took over her like you know thing like a dick. And his argument was like she can give her speech, but there's not there's no meat there, there's no pizzazz there. But if I give it, it goes viral, and that's what we need. So he says, like, taking over her event's okay because it's for the you know the betterment of all patriots, whatever. Okay, well, that was fine. That was the first time. That was the first million MAGA march. That second one, the one you're talking about, where the uh, Women Women for America First group set up a, a real big uh, speech and uh, a big event, that's where he went to go say hi to uh, um, Flynn. Michael Flynn, yeah. Yeah, like, he, he was backstage, like, sitting around, and they were going to give him, like, five minutes at this one event. And he tried to go shake Flynn's hand, and Flynn just basically turned his back to him. And then Alex was like, oh, what are you afraid? Are you afraid, afraid, afraid to talk to me? Afraid to shake my hand? And Flynn's like, no, I'm not afraid of anything. And then what you just said happened, like he just looks over at Alex's shoulder, and some very large men get between Michael Flynn and Alex Jones and scoot his, his tubby ass away. I mean, it's funny, too, because, like, you know Flynn's thought is like, I don't need be, I don't need to be associated with this asshole. I got enough fucking problems right now. Like, right. Yes, Jesus yes. fucking Christ. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and then that day like progressed a little bit further because that's Alex's whole sh- um, shtick when it comes to those rallies. Like he knows that if he can get on a bullhorn and get enough people chanting seventeen seventy six, he can really kind of co opt your your speech, you know, platform. Yeah, and he's good at it. He's good at it. He's actually a lot more. Um, there's there's a um, I don't know what episode of Knowledge Fight it was, but they did a really like a really thoughtful discussion about like if he had picked anything else to do, like being an evangelical. You know, um, you know, mega church pastors. Oh, yeah, Alex Jones would be so good at that. Right? No, he is great on, at a microphone. It's just that the things that come out of a head, his, his, or even just worship. being like a pitch man, like Billy Mays or something, like some just right, no. over the yeah, top TV personality. Yeah, yeah, inspirational speaker, inspirational speaker. Like you know, this is how you can achieve your goals. You know, blah blah blah. You know, run one of those multi level mar- oh, That's kind of what he's doing now, anyway. But whatever. Um, but yeah, like he's really good at it. Really good at it. And um. After he left that event with Flynn, he like marched across the uh, National Mall to a second event that was held by those women, the the women's yeah. first thing, and they were prepared this time, and they had big beefy guys around their stage. Alex's plan was to just walk up on stage and start giving a speech, like just walk into the middle of some other, um, you know, I, I assume it was a woman because it was a you know woman's group. I don't know, but like walk in and interrupt who's ever on the stage, and then start giving his shtick and take over that event. We well, got to the base of the of the. Uh, the speech platform and he was met with their security and they just basically shoved him back and says, you are not supposed to be here. You are not going on that stage. And Alex like 
he was quiet for a second, and you can tell he was waiting for whoever was recording with a camera to get in position. And then he was like, you ever touch me again, I'll, I'll rip your head off, and I'll shit down your... Th-. You know, he wanted to be the big badass on camera, but he had to wait for the camera to get in place. And his security team was like, oh, we got to get out of here, Alex, because they knew they were going to get their asses hit, stomped, because there was way more of their security yeah. than his security. So it's really funny to watch that shit happen in real time and how funny it is, and then listen to Alex describe it, like, the next day on the show, like, yeah, I just took over their event. I'm like, no, you didn't. Shut up. You're stupid. But, yeah, so that's it. Like, they went from, so Alex Jones is going from, what is that? Seven, nine, ten hours a day? Um, do, do, do. No. I mean, the I'm upside not... is it's much more like we're going to get we're gonna get to watch him go insane on air now. Well, that's the thing is like he started that um, he started doing the American Journal show that I, you know I played you that first that first yeah. caller and he did that from eight to eleven and then he did his show from eleven to three and then some other dumbass got on from three to four or two to two to three I'm sorry and like he was he was dog shit at like hour three of the the first show his his show that day sucked it was just it was so boring. And uh, that was like he did that one more day, and then he he found some like there's some like intern I don't Pat, Patrick something Patrick Howley I believe the guy's name is it doesn't matter he's he's horrible, but now uh, Jones has stuck him in that eight uh, eight to eleven time slot so Jones isn't coming in, I mean there's times where like the first twenty minutes of Jones's show will be quote unquote special reports which is like taped things that he rants about yeah it's because he's late he's just he's not he's not there at eleven. So they got to play a special report until it gets into the chair. And the other fun thing is in the um, uh, oh man, I sh- I got to record. I got to record one of these. I'll play it for you next time. Um, next time he does it, but he's he's fucking legendary about that one to two o'clock hour, like one one p.m. to two two p.m. Central Time. Um, he'll have on a guest that he can just let talk, and while they're talking, he eats his lunch right there at the, right there at the desk. I like, love it. And, and the funny thing is, is like while he's eating a sandwich or whatever, it will, of course, they, they fill up the screen with the image of the other person he's interviewing who's on um, you know, Skype or Zoom or whatever they use, right? Well, if that person, and if Alex can't time it right, that person will like, yeah, right, Alex? And Alex will be like, yeah, that's, a, and he's <laughs> that's he's got, awesome. He's got a mouthful of a hamburger and he's trying to answer and it's fantastic. Um, the actual, the best one that ever happened was, um, they, they planned a, um, a caravan. They, they planned a caravan, um, from Austin to DC for that first, uh, million mega March. And they stuck Owen Schroyer in an RV and, and, and they sent him down there and he was trying to broadcast from the RV and the audio cut out and the audio cut out and Alex was just chowing down on a goddamn hamburger. And it was so obvious cause there was no other audio. You just heard him eating. And they couldn't cut back to it. So it was just like, nom, nom, nom. so he just had to admit, he's like, well, I was right in the middle of this delicious hamburger. Uh, you know, I mean, there, there comes a point where you just kind of have to respect that, though. Like, you know, that honestly, I would like to say that's more of a gorilla <laughs> style of Infowars, and I kind of respect it. It also means there's probably going to be some really, really great clips of him losing a shit floating around here the longer he does it, because he's still got all the stresses from the uh, court, you know, all the trials and shit, and he's probably got a million debt collectors so far up his ass they can see out his eyes. Um, I don't know about debt collectors, but yeah, that Sandy Hook lawsuit shit hasn't happened yet. 
Um, I asked uh, asked our buddy Adam about it because I can't search it. I can't figure out where it went. And uh, Adam says that it very likely is uh, because it's over seventy five thousand dollars. It's been pulled from the dockets. It's like federally. It's hidden from like you know Google searches. But if he loses that, that that's multiple lawsuits. Each one of them could be upwards of five hundred thousand dollars. So he could be he could be on the hook for millions of dollars. And his wife is already suing him for seven hundred ninety four thousand dollars, which is what he was she was owed during the um, divorce. So he constantly talks about excuse me to keep the lights on. He's had to mortgage his house. That's a lie. He can't do that. His wife's got that. But that asset's the only thing that keeps his wife from, uh, you know, taking everything he owns. So no, he's just full of shit. It's gonna be funny. I, I don't I don't know why I, I I I'm with you. I respect that he will just fucking scarf a hamburger while somebody else is talking about aliens. But I just don't know how you can't wait an hour to eat lunch. It's a difference between like one o'clock and two thirty. Yeah, I mean, people are surprised when they find this out. But you know, I'm a I'm a big man. You're a big man. I typically don't eat breakfast, and I eat a late lunch usually. Like I don't eat yeah. right when I wake up, and I eat late in the day. People expect me that. I, I think people think I wake up and have like steak and eggs every day. But yeah, um, no. If 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 I'm busy like, and we can't have lunch, then I don't eat lunch. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. No. My, my, my buddy Matt was always. It was always funny. I, I I always asked him like. I mean, it's like he would be like, "Hey, so when are you eating lunch?" I'm like, "I don't know." He's like, "No, really. When are we eating lunch?" It's like, I, "I don't know, Matt. When we eat lunch?" He's like, "No, really. I need a time. I need an estimate here." And he weighed as much as my left leg. I think he had a tapeworm. Yeah, I know a lot of the tiny dudes are like that. Well, we, you and I have got reserves built to carry us between right. meals. So right. now it does not mean that I don't go home and just destroy a, a, a dinner for three. But <laughs> yeah, that see that's the flip side too. It's like, well, I didn't eat lunch, so I had two large pizzas. <laughs> right, <there you laughs> it was delicious. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. I once told Rachel, she was like, "What's the what's the what is the uh, the fattest thing fattest kid thing you've ever did when you're like living alone?" I was like. You, have you ever had a, a Tostitos pizza? She's like, you know, a pizza bites. Yeah, I was like, no, 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 the pizza. She's like, no. It's like, this, there's like, the, they're a dollar at like Kroger. They're like the dollar at Kroger. And they're like super thin. Yeah, uh, it's basically a, a cracker with pizza topping on it. You bake Exactly. If, if it's even a cracker, I say it's paper. Yeah. 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 But you I make that I fucking love those. You get those a little crunchy. You fold that, that mofo in half and eat it like a taco. And she's like, well, that's not that bad. I was like, yeah, but then have four of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know my see my thing with that was uh i would buy uh uh extra cheese and extra pepperoni and make like a bake where i'd put one pizza on top of the other one with extra oh. cheese and pepperoni between it that shit was dope you cook like two or three of them like that and then you could feed like three people it's great yeah that's not bad at all yeah well it's also like you know i always used to let when we you know I do laundry at our at our parents' house. I come over, put a load of laundry in, and make cheese fries. Mm-hmm. Dad would call me a fat ass. He's like, "Why do you got to be a fat ass like that? I always eat cheese fries." Then one day I came over, put a load of laundry in, was just sitting there watching TV, and he came down, looked through the oven, the oven wasn't on. Looked around, he goes, "So n- no cheese fries?" It's like, Dad, do you want me to make cheese fries? He's like, "Kinda." <laughs> yeah. Fast. yeah, I do that. I remember that. I also remember the uh, the like I had a I made cheese fries with one side of a cat that ate almost the entire tray. And you talk about seeing a satisfied animal. This cat rolled around like the size of a basketball, <laughs> just half covered toast on the couch, just like no regrets. It's like yeah, I did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Yep. I, I made cheese fries once, on, and, and uh, my roommates were. I was living on two guys, and my roommates were supposed to be around, and they didn't. They didn't show up. So I had this whole plate of cheese fries, and it wasn't like I just scarfed it all. But like every time I walked in and out of the kitchen, I ate a couple. Yeah. And then like by the end of it, there was just this little corner left, and I was physically sick. <laughs> I mean, I like, I, oh, been there, brother. I, I, That's how you I don't do know it. if I can walk upstairs right now. I got I to I I <laughs> lay down. America, Justin, eating has nothing to do with being hungry. Right. That was bad. They were so mad when they got home. They were like, where the cheese fries? I was like, well, you were late. So I ate them. Yeah. All right. Fun stuff. What are you watching now, Shay? Uh, well, I just, well, obviously, as I said earlier, uh, we watched Wonder Woman a couple days ago. And to clarify my earlier comments, yes, I know. Men can be raped. And yes, I know rape's not funny. I'm not condoning it. I just no. think that that thing that everyone has seized on in Wonder Woman is hysterical. Because the whole that, movie that, itself is pretty not good. That, um, that went right by me. I, um, I, I, I never, that's why I was, I didn't even think about it. And like, you know, I thought about it and I, I just they're like, well, you know, men can be raped too. And I clicked the article and I was like, what? The, the? But it is really funny that Diana has no moral no moral quandary with the fact that her boyfriend just stole somebody's body. Right. She's just like, yeah, dude, let's bone. <laughs> you know? They're just hanging out in his apartment eating his food and shit. Yeah, wearing his clothes, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had some I, – I liked Wonder Woman uh, 84. I thought it was fun. Uh, yeah, I this is an odd thing for me. Normally, I think I'm just expected too much. No, I, and yeah, well, yeah, that's what you always say, and that's a lot of times true. But like, and I'm normally the kind of person that's like, all right, cool, well, you know, the, that didn't make much sense. But Wonder Woman just hit that guy in the face with a van, so that's cool. I'm okay with it. But this movie was just like one annoying thing after another, and a lot of it is like, I, like I like, I mean, I like the Suicide Squad movie, Justin. I'm not saying I'm a, a cinema critic here, but even like, oh I, yeah. This was rare for me. Let me be clear. That was not a good movie, but I enjoyed it. Um, you know, that was – it's rare for me to, like, like a movie, and then the more I – like, I liked it when I watched it, and then I, and this is what happened. I reflected on it. The more I thought about it, the less I liked it, and, like, the less I liked that stupid-ass ending with the satellites and, like, the just, like, everything just being like, oh, okay, it's over. It's done. He re- he sent it his wish. It's fine. Never mind. It's cool. Don't worry about it. it. The idea that to me that's um, like when you when at the end of the movie the main character wakes up and the whole thing's been a dream, like that's the same right, kind of thing. Right. Man, Lazy writing, shit. and he's just a terrible villain. Like that, I don't know, fucking. And the cheetah was underused. I mean, the cheetah's a B list villain anyway, and that was like so. I would I didn't expect much out of that, but that was stupid too with their circus Olay fight at the end. Yeah, there was. Um, <coughs> it took me what? Excuse me. It took me a while to figure out what the hell was going on with the whole wish stone and him making the wish stone. Yeah. And so he would grant people's wishes and he would then, um, in return. It's a monkey's like, ball. So right, like, right. You get what you want and then you have to give up something. But because he became the wish stone, he determines what that is. There you go. That It took too long, I think, for that yeah. to be established. Well, that's also just a weird fucking idea, and it doesn't make any yeah. sense. It's just not a good idea. Like, if he well, we, already, like, I don't we know. already did that. Yeah. We already did that in Bruce Almighty. Remember? Yeah. Like, yeah, he exactly. was God yeah. for a while. Yeah. And he was only God of, I think they made him only God of, like, Staten Island. Or but there were like still that, too yeah. many. There was still too or New York, and there were still too many prayers for him to answer, so he said yes to all. And then everybody won the lottery, but since everybody in New York won the lottery, everybody only got thirteen dollars. Yeah. They had you know, they had to divide you know, so, yeah, so stuff like that, gets, yeah. 
yeah, if you, everybody gets their wish, there's there's consequences to that. So like, yeah, and I, I told Rachel like Rachel had no clue who uh, who Cheetah was, and had no clue what the fuck happened at the end because that came out of nowhere. Yeah, it did. Like, well, that's the thing because I I think in the comics, she, well, there's one version where she's genetically modified, I think, and then there's another version. The more common one is uh, she's like possessed a by a deity or a curse yeah. or something like that. Yeah, it's and sometimes it's, there there's a couple times it was actually a man. Yeah. Um, that that was the cheetah. Um, but yeah, so I, I I didn't even get a transformation scene. Come on, man. There. Like that's that, so like uh, like even if even if it didn't make sense, but you got this cool painful transformation where she turns into a very weird looking cheetah lady. I, I don't gray know. cheetah. Yeah, it was weird. So Rachel and I were talking about it afterwards, and she was like, "What happened there?" I was like, "Well, that's the cheetah that that's the inform of the cheetah." She's like, "I don't know where that came from." I was like, "Well, I can tell you that." Cheetah and Wonder Woman have always been, you know, foes in the comics for decades. But, you know, throughout it, you saw it was clearly evident she was getting stronger and she was becoming yeah. more animalistic and all that. Her clothes started to be more animalistic, more leopard prints and stuff like that. Okay, great. But like you were just saying, there was no transformation scene. The transformation scene was literally... He is looking at the camera, and the camera is attached to all the TVs in, in the planet. He's telling everybody to wish. She rolls her eyes and then just walks off frame. Yeah, and comes back as the cheetah. It all right, a, I no. gotta stop you right there. We need. To, I need to say this. That's the other thing that pisses me off about the ending. That whole idea of <clears throat> the satellites are shooting a particle beam, air quotes, and because the particle beam is a particle and he's transmitting it's like they're technically touching so they can grant wishes when the president explains that to him literally the next line is but it's just a figure of speech he yeah, literally yeah, yeah. says that's not how it works and then they just do it anyway and it doesn't how they so damn it dumb me. yeah like it's so stupid and it's just such an unfun ending because I, I, it's, I sound so fun because I really like the first one I guess that's why I had higher hopes for this because I really like the first Wonder Woman movie well, uh, I don't know if you know this or not, but based on um, everything, they've already greenlit two more Wonder Woman movies. Oh, yeah. No, they're not going to. And yeah. I, let me be clear. They need to keep pumping money into it because there need to be more super ladies in cinema. Like, that's great. And I yeah. love her as Wonder Woman. Um, uh, you know, it, Can we it, talk about the lasso shit? Uh, which part? Where she lassoed a cloud? Well, okay. So lassoing lightning, I thought that was pretty badass. That um, makes sense, and I think that's a sad. I don't know, like daughter of Zeus. I get it, or she's yeah. of the gods. I get that. That's fine. I can work with that. But like in the first mall scene, it's just like they were just so lazy with. I'm just gonna fling this thing there, and it's gonna do the thing. Yeah. And then, yeah. But, to, uh, like I guess uh, between the second and third act, when she's remembering after she gives up her wish and she has to let go, of Steve. And he, she remembers him telling it like. I like how she just... walks away, and you hear him yelling from behind a corner. <laughs> like yeah. he's not in that. She like walks off, and he's like, "Love you, bye." <laughs> yeah, bye. But like she, uh, she leaps up into the air, lassos a plane, and is carried up into the atmosphere. Yeah. And she's remembering what he said about you know feeling the wind and riding it and being part of it. Okay, 
are we supposed to believe that she started to fly there? Because she started to fly or float or fall or whatever the fuck she was doing. And then she lassoed a, a lightning bolt. Or no, she lassoed in front of her to make a, another pinwheel and pulled herself forward that way. And then she then she lassoed a lightning bolt. She's like, there's all this yeah, fucking the, shit there's, going there's on. It's not really, it's not, the, the rules are not clear. Like, let's be clear. Wonder Woman can fly. That's a thing. Like, there you go. Well, hold on, hold on. We, we, we went through two versions of Wonder Woman there. She made her plane invisible. Yeah, oh, that's old school Wonder Woman. That's old school, and that old scene was Wonder also Woman. dumb. Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. I've never done this thing before except once 50 years ago with something not at all like this. Boom! Hey, that yeah. was easy. Great, invisible. Oh, by the way, you could fly planes in World War II, but know how to fly a modern fighter jet. All right, cool. I'll go with that too. That's fine too. Yeah. He just starts flipping. Now, if, if <laughs> you're gonna... even if I got yeah. in the plane, it's tick, 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 tick. all right, here we go. Yeah. Yeah, the only thing that made that sh- that that scene less stupid is like if he'd have fired off a couple missiles by accident, that'd have been a great one. Because they uh, even did that shit in uh, um, uh, oh uh, Independence Day. Yeah, because he, he, he like, gets in there, starts flipping switches, and the blaster fires off. Yeah, uh, he, it starts telling him he's getting ready to fire a missile. He's like, oh no 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 no, no, no uh, yeah. No, that was that that whole thing was dumb. I do love well, that they went with the invisible jet, but like I want to be clear. Wonder Woman didn't have the power to make things invisible, right? No. Okay. No. Okay. Like it was, it was like one of her accoutrements. Yeah, it's just what she like, had. It's the thing. But she let's had. be clear: I, I remember you could see her floating in the sky in it, though, which was yeah, awesome. She could. <laughs> well, because there actually because there, there was there was that was the only way they could draw it, I guess, in the yeah. cartoons and the yeah. But um, yeah. So there was that. Now I did appreciate the fact that she was like, I did this once on a coffee mug, and then I lost it. Yeah, that is funny. Of course she did, because, yeah. But, um, so there, so, okay, so you got old school woman, and then just tell me she's flying. Like, just yeah. fucking go with it. Because if you ever watch, I mean, what is it? Um, Justice League. United. Yeah. Like, she can like, fly she and, she and Superman, she and Superman are pound, pound on each other in the sky all the time. All you need to do is give me some line of narration as she's, uh, flinging herself forward with the lasso about how, because she's, like, because she res- re- renounced her wish and gave up her only love, she's more dedicated to the cause than ever. And because of that, she's realized new levels of power. Like, she's more confident in herself, so she gets stronger. And then she starts to levitate and fly. Like, that's fine. That's all I need. I don't need we some bullshit. We God. did that in Man of Steel. Yeah, exactly. He, like, he basically – that would have been a perfect thing to imitate. Just imitate – just copy that scene where he's learning to fly, where he jumps, and then he just eats shit. And then he jumps again, and he eats shit. <laughs> and then he jumps, and he flies, but it's real awkward. Like, yeah, just, just fine. It looks real dumb. Yeah, that's real dumb. It's dumb. It's, it's fun. <laughs> Super red. Eat shit. Because <laughs> I remember the very first time that happened, you think it's going to be epic, and then it's just, and you're like, oh. Yeah. And he just takes out a mountain range yeah. by accident. He's like, oh. I, yeah, it's solid. Yeah, no. Wonder Woman made me mad because I really enjoy the first one. Um, it just, I don't know. There's just something about it that really rubbed me the wrong way probably all the stuff i've bitched about for the last 20 minutes yeah i, I think that i, I want to watch it again and see if the things that bothered me about it the first time are even more glaring or if yeah. i just yeah i don't know it's weird you know yeah. i just noticed all that all the lasso work seemed lazy it was more like uh, spider-man like, right yeah I was like, yeah what are we doing with this yeah what's going like, on here all right whatever um so I'm watching The Expanse. You haven't watched the last season. I have not watched the fourth season or the fifth season yet, so that's next on my list. The thing I'm actively into is all two episodes of The Stand that have aired so far. That's that's, that's really good. Um, that is, I, it is so close to the book. Yeah. Like it's, now, I, it's, I looked I looked this up. I don't know if you knew this, but the um, so The Stand, Stephen King's epic uh, um, 
what is it? it's like 1700 pages long uh, something, something 1400 like or something like that yeah if, if you're doing yeah. the, un, the unabridged edition is 150,000 words i think longer than the standard edition and most yeah. of it's it, completely un, irrelevant and boring but i've read the shit out of it and loved it right it's a great book classic uh good versus evil it's also part of the dark tower uh architecture of St- stephen king's work um and uh it yeah, it's a great book. It's been, you know, it has that great classic cover with like the, the man with the sword and the evil man with the sickle. Um, yeah. That is, is always good. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, the, the, uh, it was released as a miniseries, a four part miniseries back in the 90s, 98. Yes, which uh, does not necessarily age the best. It, it wasn't amazing at the time. No. Um. Uh. It's got. There are things I like about it, but it's not. I like the dude that plays Randall Flag. Um. He's. I'm uh, into that. Sheridan. Sheridan. Yeah. James um, Sheridan. Yeah. Yeah. No. I'm into that. So, the the thing I was thinking about when I watched it. So so um, CBS is redoing it. Um. A lot of new actors. I like a lot of the people that are in it. Um. Rachel is horrible about like if the person who plays the actor is not who she pictured in her head when she read, read the book. She will just stop yeah. watching something. It's, it's really hilarious to watch it, but she is, is on board with all of it. So it's, it, you know, so we've been watching them. Um, the original, uh, mini series was like four and a half, five hours long. Something like yes, that. Somewhere around there. This, this is going to be nine hours long. So I'd, I'd say that's enough long. to do the book. Yeah. I mean, the book's huge. Yeah. So. I mean, especially because you can cut down a lot of that shit. Like, and I like the framework they've done. And instead of having it be this slow burn ass show, uh, they've that it's told in, in the framework of they're in, they're already in the Boulder Free Zone. They're clearing the bodies, and it's flashbacks. So you get like the present timeline and the past timeline at the same time. I will say, uh, if you're not familiar with the story already, it can be a little confusing because they flashed around a lot, and there's and there's not always the great indicator that you're watching something that took place five months ago. Um, you know, and, and there's and there's not so much of the explanation of why there are two rally no, points. At least not yet. I assume yeah. that'll come later, but yeah. You're ba- you're basically seeing people have flashbacks and weird dreams about something that looks like Las Vegas, and then they but they're usually on their way or already in Boulder. Yeah. Uh, Maine. Rachel tried to tell me that happened in Boulder, Colorado. I was like, no. That's where it's set in the book. It's in Maine. No, it's not. It's Boulder. It is. I think you're wrong. I'm 100% right on that one. Trust me, because that's like a big thing in the book. I remember I read that once while living here, and they mentioned landmarks that don't exist because Stephen King lived in Boulder for a while. They've got a bunch of people originating in Maine, but they're heading east to Boulder. Like uh, Franny and Harold were in Maine when they left. Maybe that's why I got it wrong. Yeah, I'm yeah. Saying, no, they, no it's de- the, that's why they call it. Yeah, it's definitely the Boulder <laughs> zone of the book as well. Oh, well, then was the I guess the town they made up in Maine doesn't exist either. No, 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 no. All the shit. Right. I almost ever, almost all the little towns Stephen King makes up in Maine don't fucking. Uh, you know, and well, then I guess I got I got that reversed. Yeah. yeah. But oh man, fucking uh, that reminds me. I finally sat down because I watched the stand. I was like, man, I need some more Stephen King in my life. And I was like three chapters into eleven twenty two sixty four. Or whatever yeah, the fuck it is. Good. Yeah, now I'm a little bit further into it, and I just love how how they're. How, I didn't realize he was back in time at the same time that uh, the uh, shit with the same summer that it the kids kill it in yeah. the fifties, and yeah. that he and I love that he goes to Derry and has this conversation with Richie and Bev, and like um, Alex, my girlfriend had read 
uh, hadn't read, read either one of them and didn't know that that's what that was. She's like, holy shit, that's awesome. Well, she had read 1122, but she hadn't read it. She didn't make the connection until we watched the part one and two of the it movie, the newer ones. And she's uh-huh. just like, wait, that's that, that kid's in fucking 112264. And that's, so I was like, wait, right. what? So I started reading it. Because he spends like seven or eight weeks in Derry, I guess. And I love how they talk about the description of Derry as he's coming down the highway. How it's just, just like, I was sad and pissed off the entire time I was in Derry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that was, that was the, that was the original summer where they confronted it and yep, it was awake. Kids, yeah, it's like, so, yeah. Man, do you think, I, I, I would not be shocked to find out if Stephen King goes back to do another it book at some point in his life. It won't be the I, same thing, but there's got to be something about, like, a, I don't know, somebody who was corrupted by the power and is fucking with people, like a crime boss that has it power. I don't know. I could just see that happening because he keeps coming back to it. But he always does well, that, I guess, too. There is, um, I don't want to say this, there's room for a story like that because there's a lot of stories... Um, you could do an anthology kind of a story because there's in, in the book it, they talk about, you know, while, while it would sleep for 27 years, it would wake up occasionally and kill a kid here, kill, 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 a, uh, you know, a, a yeah. hitchhiker there. It wasn't completely asleep. You know what I would fucking love? I would love one of those kind of fake history books, like an unofficial history of Derry with a bunch of anthology <coughs> stories about the things it's done over the oh, years, yeah. like starting back in the day and all the way up to modern times. That'd be really interesting. Kind of expand that on the history in the books they hint at. but Yeah. The other thing I've always thought would have been a fun um, season is um, you read Wind Through the Keyhole, right? Yes. So that gunslinger, Tommy, yeah. He goes through the trials of the book. Yeah, you know, I ruined it here, but you know, he fights fights it's basically a dragon. Large kind of fire breathing fucking crocodile, you know, in their world. And um you know, he goes through all this and at the end of the book it says, you know, you know, Tommy fought, you know, bravely. He uh you know, lived a long life, became a gunslinger. And I was like, Holy shit and then the book just ends. It just says that like offhandedly and it ends. Like that would be a great book and I've always thought that um there should be a story of the people who, you know, not Roland. Like, Roland had his quest. And there's no way to say that all the other gunslingers were dead just because Roland hasn't found them. Yeah. But I always thought a, a great story would be a gunslinger that's left, not necessarily to, to, to help Roland on his quest, but to, like, put out the small fires yeah. around Roland. You know, so, like, he goes from world to world doing things like, you know, there'd be a story where he goes there and makes sure that, Beverly's dad doesn't beat her to death on, on like a certain afternoon so that she can be part of the team that, yeah. that kills it. And then he goes somewhere else and like, make sure that, um, you know, the, the kid in the end of the dark tower book, like he doesn't get hit by a car or something. You know, it's like, he just knows he's got to be somewhere when for some reason, kind of like the, you know, 11, 22, 63, like he knew he had to go stop, you know, Kennedy's assassination. And just had to get there. Yeah, I always thought that would be a good anthology kind of book. Yeah, I I, w- I would love to see that. Or, or even, just a story about just a story about Timmy being a gunslinger. How yeah. that fucking happened? You know what? I just idea just popped into my head. Give me <laughs> another <laughs> example of a team of people fighting it, but have it set during colonial era, like right when the town was founded. Oh, yeah. that would just give me enough. That would be so dope. I would love that shit. I, I, that's yeah. such that's such shameless fan service, and I would read the shit out of it. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Like like have 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 a um, a story about the original settlers that apparently disappeared, right? Because that's the part that's that's what's said in the book. The original settlers of Derry, uh, they all disappeared at some point. Yeah, I would much, love to see that much, story. Yeah, but but maybe it disappeared because the kids beat it back. Yeah, and then they just had to leave. Yeah, I don't know. Hey, shake. I'll be right behind you in line to read yep. the shit out of that shit. Yeah. Um. All right. So you you're into Attack on Titan. I gotta wait for the subs. Yeah. I uh, also did you finish? I assumed you finished the Mandalorian. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Man, you taught like spoiler alert. Uh, if you haven't seen it, go watch it because I'm gonna talk about it. But I like I've told you this. I'm pretty burned out on Star Wars, considering right. how shitty the last few movies have been, and like I just don't I just don't care anymore. That's not that's not true. I just don't get super pumped for Star Wars. But even I was screaming like a little kid during that ending, because for those not in the know, uh, Mandalorian is set five years after Return of the Jedi. So at this point, Luke Skywalker is at the height of his power, and he's just I just doing stuff in the galaxy. I assume, and then yeah. at the end of Mandalorian season two. It turns out that Luke Skywalker was the Jedi that heard Yoda and came to get him, and he shows up and just kills the shit out of everybody. And it's really well, not really. They're dark troopers or robots or whatever, but it's very cool. It's very well done because it's in black and white, and you're like, "Who is that? I wonder who that is. What Jedi is that?" And then it cuts to the camera, and you see the green lightsaber, and you're like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, it's yeah, Luke. yeah. And then the uh, the 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 CG work they did, the f- deep fake, whatever you call it, that they did to give you young Luke Skywalker was horrifyingly realistic like it was a little bit too good it well that's the problem is it's hit that uncanny valley um you know the voice sounded a little weird to me but i think that's mainly because I, i've been watching so much uh stuff of mark hamill's as of late like i'm used to how he sounds now right um because right, yeah. he's got his voice has gotten deeper because he's older obviously um but that was that was fucking great. That was such a great ending. Um, and I, you know that. And then you know they introduced the the book of Boba Fett, which is a four or five part miniseries coming out next year. Yeah. Um, which they better explain also, how Boba, he got out of that Boba, fucking sarlacc. Boba Boba Fett looking thick. Boba Fett does look thick in this, and I lie. And and just to make sure I wasn't losing my mind, I went back and watched some scenes from the original Star Wars movies, and it's clearly a different actor who. And because the new, because the new guy's not fat, he's just a bigger dude than the old actor. Right, right, yeah. So he's yeah. more muscular. Um, at first I thought he had a gut, but it's just that robe that he wears, and the yeah. chest piece looks small on him, and it's kind of funny. I almost wish they'd have made the costume a little bit bigger so it looked more like it did back in the day. Well, I, I guess we're just, kinda, I mean, he just bulked up, I guess, is what, you know. Well, and and, the, and it was, it's really dramatic from the, I'm, I'm going to say it's like the second to last, or maybe, yeah, I think it's the second to last or whatever, where he gives Boba Fett, Boba Fett's armor back. Yeah. So when you're watching The Mandalorian, you've got Timothy Oliphant, who play, just plays Space Cowboys and, and Earth Cowboys. and like, He's basically, he had, his, he's the guy from Justified in Star Wars. Right. That's and all so, he like, is. He's got... He's got the armor on, and I'm like, wait a minute, is that Boba Fett's armor? How did he get that? And then, of course, the the fan fandom was losing his shit because they, you know, they, they, you know, I was never a big Boba Fett fan anyway, so like, I didn't pay that much attention to him. I can link you to a really interesting article that explains how Boba Fett became a Star Wars, like a, an integral part of the Star Wars universe, because obviously, like you've just said, he he's almost not in the movies at all, and he's only got a couple of scenes, but yet he's this major character. Right, right, right. It's it's kind of it's kind of fun to, to, to the way it evolved, but like when I saw, it, I was like, wait a minute, that's Boba Fett's armor, and I'm not even like a huge Boba Fett fan, and I was like, how did he get it? 
yeah. then when he gives it back, and then when Boba Fett takes it, like when they when when Boba Fett takes it back, I was like, oh. And if you if you go back and watch those episodes, when he originally gets his armor back, it looks hella small. It does. It looks and, smaller. Right, but then when um, like the next episode when he's had it refurbished and repainted, it lo- it's bigger. Like yeah. it's like he got a breastplate stretcher from Game of Thrones. That joke, you know, like <clears throat> it is bigger and it looks better. And I mean, I'm all for it. I'm, you know, I'm all for it. I'm, I'm for all of this. I was talking to a friend. They're like, "What are they going to do for the next season?" It's like, "Well, I've already kind of sketched out some scenes of that." They're like, "Oh, what do you think?" It's like, "Well." Uh, here we go. Uh, Yoda's over there training on uh, Dagobah, and uh, he's not ready to defend himself yet because he's still training. And the Empire finds him, so you know Mando and a bunch of Mandalorians drop in and just wreck shit for two minutes. That'll be fun. Make that happen. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, yep. And they're like, they're like, what's the other one? I was like, oh, we just flip it. Uh, Mando and what's her name are fighting over the dark saber. Uh, there's some kind of argument, and during the uh, ceremony and the uh, battle for the dark saber. The Empire takes advantage of it and uh, attacks Mandalore. The Mandalorians are, you know, like, kind of their their uh, defensive posture is, is uh, messed up because they were surprised, and they start losing the battle. Then an X-Wing flies over the battle and drops out uh, Grogu. He lands in the middle of the battle and then just starts wrecking shit for two minutes. Go. You know, he's, he's now trained up as a Jedi and just fucks shit up for two minutes. Make it happen. Make those two different episodes. I don't care. I, well, yeah, there is a point, uh, yeah, I guess, I guess that's, because uh, the, I, I'm, I'm always thinking about like, all right, how many of these, um, uh, how many classic Star Wars characters can you bring back given the timeline? And, uh, the, the go-to one for me that I'd want to see is, uh, Darth Maul, uh, would bring Darth Maul yeah, back, go. but he... Uh, I don't think at work. I mean, if you go, if if you're if you're, if you're if you're treating the Star Wars Rebels canon, which brings Maul back, it's actually pretty cool. He comes back with like a spider body at first, and he's really animalistic. Yeah, and then he slowly gets robot legs, and then robot legs that are human looking, and then he just looks human again, and he's got his head, his mind back. But I think they, I think the end of Rebel, his death in Rebels takes place before um, Mandalorian. But I mean. Disney has, in multiple occasions, already looked at a bunch of the extended universe and said, that's not canon anymore, that's not canon anymore. So, I don't know. It'll be yeah. interesting to see. I'm fine with it. Apparently, that Star Wars show's pretty good. I've tried watching Clone Wars, and I can't get <laughs> I can't get past it. It's it's uh, There's something about it that just I can't get into. It's not. The CG one? Yeah. Yeah, the animation's cool. I like the animation, but there's something about the tone that's just all wrong for me. I can't. It's like a like a news report almost when you watch it. I don't know. It's weird. I'm told it gets much better, but I've just never gotten past the first season to find that out. It seems very, like very cartoonish. It me. is super cartoony yeah. and yeah. not in a, I don't know. There's something about it that just bugs me. You know, it's like, at least what I've watched, it seems like every episode is like Senator Sklaba bloop is being attacked by the Kermadow and the, the Blibbity Blant bomb. Can they stop it? You know, it's, it's just really, really goofy and i don't know uh, but everyone swear i've known so many people that swear by it and they're just like yeah skip the first season and go into season two so i tried that and i was like i just fucking hate this i don't <laughs> know what it is about kids? it because i can watch teenage the original ninja turtles all day and that is arguably more cartoony but i don't know what it is yeah <clears throat> excuse me i found that the people that are, are the star wars fans that are really into the uh clone wars have kids they can watch it with that i get 
Yeah, I can see that, yeah. Speaking of non-canon, have you paid any attention to Transformers Earthrise that's going to drop here at the end of the week? No shit! Yeah? Oh, yeah! I love that first one. That's great. So, so, um, so they dropped a trailer um, for Earthrise. It's a lot of kind of out of uh, out of joint things. We introduced the Quintessons, which in the 1984 canon was the creators of the, the Transformers. Yes. And, um, we also are in a timeline, and Shay, you probably understand this too. Some people might not know this, where Galvatron and Megatron aren't the same person. Did they introduce that in this trailer? I haven't seen yet because that doesn't. Yeah. Okay, because yeah, that doesn't make just, sense. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. mean, look, I, I, I really need. Yeah. There's so with, between the comics and the movies and all the different shows, like Transformers lore is about what you'd expect for something based off a show that was originally made to sell toys. So, right. I'm yes, not shocked. Yes. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where you're like, oh, are we talking Gavatron is Megatron? Or, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, you, you know, you just know, you know, you got to you gotta figure which switch you're, you're, you know, you're flipping here when we're talking about Transformers. But, there, yeah, at the very end of the trailer, uh, Megatron says, I don't trust you. And the guy that steps out of the dark is Galvatron. And I'm like, oh, cool. <coughs> Let's do that. Yeah. Yeah, for all I fucking know, he's talking to a ghost or something. Hey, fun fact, did you uh, did you know that to this, well, not to this day because he's dead, but for most of his life, uh, Leonard Nimoy denied ever being in that movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, and so did, um, uh, what's his name from, uh, the guy who played uh, Omicron? Uh, Unicron? Oh, shit. Unicron, yeah. Um, uh, that was Orson Welles, he died. Dang it. And he yeah, never, he never, de- he never de- denied being in it, he just said it was the best toy commercial he'd ever seen. Oh, yeah. And he, he said it was so. just a joke. And then, he, I, I mean, he the reason Unicron sounds so cool is because Orson Welles' voice had to be enhanced with a synthesizer because he was so fucking weak and on his basically on his deathbed. That was the last movie he made. Well, the last movie he made, and there's also, like, just to get a, a, a kind of a, a fun idea of how Orson Welles approached, pro, approached projects towards the end of his life, there's a really funny clip of him, like, selling champagne. There's like he did a commercial for champagne where he's supposed to be like the old state stately gentleman that loved the champagne. Yes, and he just kept downing bottles between uh, between takes. So by the end of it, he's just hammer drunk, and it's barely they can barely contain how drunk he is on on, on the uh, fucking commercial for it. So it's fantastic. It's so good. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's fun. That's coming out. And then here are two things that. Um, I've just heard rumors about that kind of like, hey, this is being developed. But apparently there is talk of a new uh, Spawn animated series and a new Batman the animated series at HBO. Um, like HBO I Max. mean, the Batman one doesn't surprise me because, that, I mean, if we're talking... They own continue- all the DC stuff. Yeah, they own all the DC stuff. I'd be all about that. I, you know, a new Spawn series that makes sense, too. That original I, that original Spawn is on there, and I watched the first couple episodes of that. And I mean, honestly, that shit holds up. It still looks good. Um, it, it looks good. Yeah. And we, I, I, I thought about queuing it up for this, but I don't know. We'll have to do it next time. I want to play. I want to play. I want us to listen to that first intro of the first spawn, where it, you like kind of walk into some kind of a weird castle, and um, uh, Todd McFarlane's like writing, uh, drawing at his desk, and turns around and gives you like a little soliloquy, and then the episode starts. Yes, because because then you definitely hear the uh, New Jersey Canadian of Todd Todd McFarlane's voice. Yes, it's hilarious. Yes. Yeah, that's dope. I'm into it. Uh, I didn't know that drop. I thought that was sometime next year. I didn't know that dropped that soon. I I did not expect it either. Yeah, lots to talk about that. Some it looks it looks pretty cool. Yeah, 
I, I don't know, like, you know, it being called Earthrise, I think you and I both assumed the Ark and Nemesis, that would be the Autobot and Decepticon ships, would just get to Earth, and we'd have some fight. And then yeah. the third one being, um, I believe it's called Jungle? Uh, something like that. Jungle, where we're, we're assuming we're going to introduce, um, you know, Beast Wars characters. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, in the trailer, I don't see anything about Earth, so I don't know. Maybe they crash at the end of the season. I don't know. We'll see. I'll watch it. I mean, yeah, I'm into it. I really, I really enjoyed yeah. the first one a lot more than I thought I would. So, yeah, yeah, I was, I was very entertained by it, and also I got a kick out of like what shapes of Transformers they decided just to make everybody. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right, so we're going to have our main characters, and then the rest of you are going to be three different people. And all it. different colors. That's fine. <laughs> Which, I mean, you know what? Honestly, the, I, it, it's silly, but it also kind of makes sense if you're manufacturer. I, I think of it as, like, you got your 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 commuter cars and then your, your custom right. cars. Like, the ones that are supposed to be the leaders and more powerful are different, and then you've got all your fucking drones that you're just going to... Because you wouldn't make a million Optimus Primes if you're just going to send half of them to get blown up by the Decepticons. Right, right. Although yeah. the Decepticons take that route more than the Autobots do. The Autobots all have their own personalities and whatnot. They don't have as many of those, like... But I think the premise of the show is there's just not that many Autobots left, right? Yes. And that is why. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's why. And, and you know, it, it, like you said, it's... it's. And you watch the first season, it's much, much more likely to see um, the Autobots waste a couple Decepticons yeah. and run away than an, Decept- than an Autobot get hurt. <clears throat> but then you got the unique ones like um, Jetfire and um, you know Master Blaster and you know all those um, the the clone of um, the clone of um, uh, shit Soundwave was pretty cool yeah I like that that was cool yeah but anyway I think we should wrap this up probably you get to, uh, whatever you're doing we have rambled on long enough. As always, we hope you guys enjoy the shit out of this. We enjoy the shit out of doing it. Gives us a chance to catch up, talk about nonsense, and have a couple of adult beverages. Um, you can fi- you should be able to find this podcast anywhere you find your podcast. Um, I got some notification from YouTube about something, and I ignored it, so I'll check into that, Shay. Uh-oh, what'd you do? <laughs> I don't know. Well, other than, other than uh, apparently spreading COVID misinformation, uh, I, th- I think we just, I think they're just deleting, um, Google Play is just pushing everything over to Google or YouTube. Yeah, that's what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, uh, you should be able to find this podcast anywhere you find your podcasts. Uh, You can hit us up with questions or comments uh, on the Twitter and the Facebook. Uh, Both of them are at Woodscast1776. And then, of course, shoot us an email, question, comments, or topics at thewoodscast1776 at gmail.com because fuck Alex Jones. It's really easy to stay on these platforms. You just have to not be a Nazi true very yeah. true yeah and and despite what uh you might think it's not hard not to be a nazi it's super hard not to be a nazi they're super easy super easy to not be a nazi not not nazi i am not a nazi there we go there we go we're gonna end on that declaration that nobody on the woods cast is a nazi even though we both have our head shape that's true that's true but that's for aerodynamics and tactical situations right because hair is for chumps and ladies exactly all right, Shay, say goodbye to the nice people. Bye, nice people. And remember what Captain Hydra says, seize the means of production. Seize them!